So what do you do with that person who betrayed you, especially if it's a close friend? We know that God wants us to be kind to others and even friendly, but how do you forgive a close friend who stabbed you in the back? After you spend so much time opening up your heart and you even share things that are quite confidential, you invest so much, you give so much, you share so much, when you give so much, it can seem kind of counterintuitive that yet you would give another thing to the person who stabs you in the back in the form of forgiveness. It seems like you would be giving them more real estate in the area code of your heart or more opportunity to, to damage you on the spectrum of time. Both of those seem like a bad idea. Maybe it's important to understand what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not, especially when you consider a close friend who's betrayed you. Forgiveness is not opening yourself up more and more, becoming vulnerable with people so that they can hurt you more and more. Forgiveness does not mean that now all of a sudden you become a beating cushion for that person so they can hurt you more. Forgiveness does not mean that you become socially unaware and just allow someone to hurt you all the more. There's not a single passage in God's Word which tells us that the next time we have a Sunday barbecue, we need to invite all of the people who have hurt us the most and maybe also save a place for them at Thanksgiving dinner. No. In fact, forgiveness is not about that at all. Forgiveness has absolutely nothing to do with keeping the responsibility of making things right or enabling the other person to have that responsibility either. It's actually something completely different. Forgiveness means letting go. Taking that sense of responsibility that we have, or the sense of responsibility that we might expect that other person to have, to make things right, and recognizing that it's not in our hands at all. Rather, it rests in the hands of the God who's going to take care of it. Consider Jesus for a second. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, the betrayer, Judas, one of his closest friends, helped hand Jesus over to a band of wicked men who would unjustly beat and condemn and eventually crucify Jesus. And yet, what happened to the rest of Jesus' friends, those people that were surrounded by him? Well, in Mark chapter 14, right after Jesus is betrayed and identified, we learn that the rest of them deserted him. A little while later, Peter followed at a close distance. And he's sitting around a campfire. And there are these people who identify him as one of Jesus' friends. And so they ask him, and what does Peter do except deny Jesus? Betray him. Pretend like he had never heard of him. Even calling down curses from heaven, saying he doesn't know the man. And right towards the end, Jesus sees him. And they lock eyes. Once again, as if Judas' betrayal wasn't bad enough, now, not only one from the inner circle, but the inner circle of the inner circle, Peter, one of his closest friends, stabs Jesus in the back. Again, you can imagine what Jesus would be feeling and thinking as he's already experienced so much pain and betrayal already. But do you know what happened? Jesus would go to the cross to pay for the sins of the whole world. Yours, mine, Peter's. And then he would rise from the dead on the third day. And one of God's messengers would appear to these women. Unexpecting of Jesus rising from the dead, this messenger would appear to these women and inform them that Jesus is not there. And then this messenger 
would tell the women this. Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. Now, I can't help but think a lot of things when I read those words. The messenger didn't say, go tell the guys, go tell the group, go tell the disciples, go tell whoever's left, go tell the disciples and Peter. And I can't help but wonder if Peter got the gist of that. See, that's what God does with those who have betrayed us. God sent his son to take that responsibility of making it right away from us and to put it on his son to pay for it so we would never feel the weight of that burden. So I know it's really hard to even imagine getting close to that person. God never says that you have to get close. But what you can do, what God calls you to do, and even what is helpful for you is is to forgive. To consider what it is that Jesus did with those that were closest to them. He went to the cross and died and rose for them to, to forgive. To take that responsibility and that burden away. It can be hard when you think of all of the pain that this friend has caused you. It be challenging if you think of even bumping into them or seeing their face. One of my favorite passages goes like this from Ephesians 4. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. God's message for you is that he's already taken away whatever pain you have caused. And so when it comes to the betrayal of this friend, he aims to take that away too. He's paid for it in the blood of his son. And through this, he aims to also help you and heal you, removing that responsibility from your shoulders. And in this way, he draws closer to you and you to him. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson. You might remember when my podcast, Little Things, was right here on Grace Talks. Or maybe you've never heard of me. Either way, I want to invite you to listen to Little Things, which is now its own podcast. We take a look at little things and little ways that we can change our thinking to know and love God more. So please check out Little Things wherever you listen to your podcasts.